are fields here. Endless fields where human beings are no longer born. We are grown. For the longest time, I wouldn't believe it. And then I saw the fields with my own eyes. Watched them liquefy the dead so they could be fed intravenously to the living. And standing there, facing the pure, horrifying precision, I came to realize the obviousness of the truth. What is the Matrix? Control. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world, built to keep us under control in order to change a human being into this. No. I don't believe it. It's not possible. I didn't say it would be easy, Neo. I just said it would be the truth. This is the artificial womb facility. The place where humans could be grown entirely from scratch. The devices you see here are called growth pods. Each growth pod is designed to replicate the same conditions that exist inside the mother's uterus. Growth pods are designed to host human fetuses until they are fully developed. These artificial wombs are designed to help premature babies to continue developing after their birth. But emerging scientific research is making it possible to use them to create designer humans entirely from scratch. Every human fetus requires around 37 weeks inside the mother's uterus to fully develop. And then comes birth. But not every human has this biological luxury. In fact, every year around 15 million fetuses are born too early. And approximately 1 million of them die due to birth complications. The minimum number of weeks in which a developing fetus must stay in the womb is 24 weeks. If the fetus is born before that, the survival rate will go down. Even if the fetus survives, it will likely to experience lung issues and long-term neurological damage. The artificial womb is an advanced version of baby incubators and it promises to make the problem of premature births obsolete. But how does it work? In terms of design, the artificial womb consists of the growth chamber which hosts the fetus. It replicates the same environment provided by the mother's uterus. It is the incubation chamber that provides the optimal temperature and humidity for the growth of the fetus. There is another container which provides the fetus with the constant stream of blood that is rich of oxygen until the moment of birth. The artificial womb is filled with the amniotic fluid, which is the liquid that surrounds the fetus inside the mother's uterus. This liquid is rich of the essential nutrients that are needed to sustain the unborn fetus inside the womb. The growth chamber also features advanced sensors coupled with artificial intelligence. These sensors monitor the fetus's vital signs during the development process which include breathing and heartbeat. The artificial womb also features a screen which displays real-time data on the development progress of the fetus. Inside this growth pod, the fetus is kept for nine months until a full course of development is reached. The concept of growing babies inside an artificial environment is called ectogenesis. Ecto means outside and genesis means formation. Oh yes folks, and so the matrix is becoming a reality. Hi you guys, welcome back. This is Richard Sachs here on Lost Arts Radio. And we have a friend of ours coming in tonight, Max Egan from Mexico, uh, recently escaped from Australia where he may be able to go back to depending on what happens 
And um, Max has been doing some incredibly brilliant work for many years. Um, been following his work on and off for about 15 years and, and recently uh, putting out incredible video work re- relating to what's happening in the world and suggestions for how to change it. And we have a very short time, less than an hour. We're going to go over some of what he thinks is important to tell the world. And um, I have some ideas of where we might go, and we'll just see what happens. So welcome, Max. It's a pleasure to see you. So thanks Thank you, brother. Nice, nice to be here. Thanks for asking me on. Yeah, yeah, it's a great treat. So I saw a video of yours that we, at the time people see this, will have seen a little bit of it from the introduction. Where you talk, the video is called Reality 2.0, if I remember it right. Came out on February 9th on BitChute. Um, good channel to take a look at for everybody. And it's talking about where the rulers of the world are intending to take things, at least first step. You know, in my opinion, it leads to an extermination plan, but the first part is total control and enslavement. And you talk about how that's going to be done electronically. And it's really brilliant. And you're walking through Acapulco streets while you're talking. So how did you found somebody to hold the camera while you're doing that? Cause your arms aren't occupied, right? No, no, I've got a, um, I've, I've got a, uh, a selfie stick. It's just a very, very good camera on a three motor gimbal. So it stays level. It almost looks like I've got a drone in front of me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a professional crew. Yeah. It's a, so. it's a great little camera. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's important to talk about this stuff because they do have some pretty nefarious plans for us, and they're using, leading us into this digital slavery system and, you know, exterminating yeah. all the older people along the way and, and, and creating this new world for the children. Um, that's what they want to do anyway. I mean, there's an enormous amount of pushback. And I don't right. particularly think they're going to win. I, th- I think that they've, uh, they've moved too quickly. And, and too many people are getting a wind of what's going on now, and they're just saying, "No, we're over this. We're gonna, we're gonna go in a different direction now," which is right. great. Great to see. Yeah, there are reflections of that, like with the truckers and pe- people saying no to uh, the plans and stuff like that, coming out of their houses when they're not allowed to. Uh, it, toward the end of that video, you make a statement that you're kind of coming maybe to the end of a phase in your life of doing public speaking and all that. And maybe wrapping it up for the moment and giving a a five or six hour speech at a special event. Have you thought more about that? You think that's going to happen? I haven't really thought more about it, but it's definitely on the cards. I mean, while I can't travel, I mean, unless unless travel opens up properly the way it's supposed right, to, I can't right. see that happening for a while. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to wear masks and get COVID tests and do. I'm just not going to do any of it. Yeah, I'm not even interested in getting a fake vaccine passport or anything. I'm just, I'm just exactly. Dying. So while I can't travel, you know, um, I'd like to do maybe one big event. I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years. Um, even, even with the interviews, I've got like 35 or 40 interview requests in my, uh, wow. in my inbox at the moment. I've got something like 80 letters pinned for immediate response. <laughs> I, still, I still have over 900 emails to get through today. Jeez. So wow. it's just I'm I'm one person and I can't exactly. I just can't keep up this pace and um so that's what I'm thinking about doing while I can't travel I mean there's a chance that I'll do some public speaking events after that but I'm just thinking of just just wrapping all that stuff up and um the interviews and stuff as well and then um maybe concentrating on a couple of new films and mm-hmm. just doing the walk and talks you know once every few days so yeah yeah you know your video work is great. I really think it's good. So what would be nice to do, I mean, I don't know if this is even practical, but at some point, a larger video, like a presentation of the overview of what's going on in the world. Well, um, that's what I'm thinking with this. Uh, if I do like a four to six hour presentation, right? I'll, uh, I'll create a slideshow. I mean, I've done lots of previous presentations with big slideshows and stuff, so um, the longest one I've done is probably a couple of hours, but you know, I always could have gone on for a lot longer. So I'm thinking yeah. that's what this will be. It will, you know, I'll start at the beginning and then I'll, I'll come to where we are now and the two possibilities of where we're going, which of course is, is freedom exactly. and slavery, you know? Yeah. When you say start at the beginning, what's the beginning? 
Well, the beginning of when we when we left the old world. I mean, I want to get into a little bit of history and stuff like that. I mean, I don't, I don't personally buy into the mainstream narrative of history. I think right. uh, history is very different to what we've been told. Now, I'll talk about that and um, just basically what's happened in the last 200 years since that time, I think. Okay. You know, if people want to read about that and study, you have books that you recommend or other sources that people Look, I'm sure with? there's some new books coming out now, um, but I, I don't know too many sources I can recommend. Um, if people search for um, information on Tartaria, yeah, I might find uh, the stuff they need. Um, even information about the mud flood, which may seem a little strange to people, but it's all kind of relative information that people need to look at if they want to understand what's happened to the past and how everything that they're doing now is actually, when you start looking at this stuff, you see that what they're doing now is actually quite familiar. You know, it, it looks uh-huh. like they've done this before. And yeah. we were predicting this. We were predicting a, a reset. For the last two or three years, we've been predicting a reset. Then we have the World Economic Forum come out with their great reset, which uh-huh. they're talking about as an economic reset. And yet they say themselves in their own dialogue, Klaus Schwab by his own words says, it doesn't just change how we operate economically, it changes who we are as human beings and what we are yeah. as human beings. So, Leading to implanted electronic parts that... Yeah, and they're doing, it, they're doing it without people's knowledge through these injections. If you right, really look at right. what's in the injections, the nanotech, yeah. the, the routers, these metallic square-shaped looking objects, rectangular-shaped objects. Uh, I know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. What, you know, they're talking about within a different within a given company, and they're like a few a handful of companies that are making most of the vaccines. And within a given company like Pfizer, for example, supposedly this new theory is that there are some that are placebos and some that are designed to cause quick damage. And it it always seemed to me that that's really not having enough appreciation for the nature of the vaccine company why would they waste so many lots on vaccines i mean on placebos when they could do damage with all of them you know it seems like it's more likely that they'd be delayed damage than placebo what do you think about that i think that's probably correct um some i mean there's been reports like from dr andreas Noak, who apparently was killed bashed to death where he talked about nano razor blades and things in some batches I think right. the nanotechnology is in all batches, and I think um, whatever they're doing with them, <clears throat> they're changing your DNA. They're, they're inserting a code into your DNA. Yeah. Whether they're simply putting um, something in there that will create these spike proteins, which is what's killing people, giving them blood clots or whatever, and whether they're just putting in something which will simply put a marker in there, we don't know. But like right. I say there's nanotech in all of the, the vaccines and the fact that they're getting in there and they're messing with people's RNA, they're stopping your body performing its natural functions of cleansing itself and repairing itself. Right. But you'll find that when people get the jab, they might be fine now, but, but three to seven years down the track, they'll start developing some ailment that they'll think is completely unrelated to the jab. Uh, exactly, yeah. Well, you know, because their body isn't performing the natural functions. There was even a talk that came out in the UK. I think it was the National Health Service in the UK has openly now said that children um, from age zero to 12 or zero to 15 or whatever, mm-hmm. nine to 15 or whatever, I don't know, I can't remember, but um, children who've had the jab are now 52 times more likely to get sick and die. Mm-hmm. And that most of the adults who have had the jab have basically destroyed their immune systems. Yeah, I totally that's, agree. That's what it's done. It's, it's put this code into your DNA so your body is not performing its normal function. So, yeah, you're going to get people who, whatever your pre-morbidity is, you know, whatever you were going to die of when you were 80 or whatever. It's going to make that happen. Huh? It's going to make that happen in the next few years. Yeah, so, I think yeah. that's exactly right. You know, we, we have a lot to talk about. I, I wish we had more time. We can do it again. If you're open to doing it again, this is a really deep discussion. And one of the, you know, we, I look at the implications of what you just said, for example. And yeah, we, we can do it again. In, it's just I've got so much on with an Acapulco coming I know, maybe after an Acapulco is over or something. Yeah but, yeah. but what came up in my mind, for example, on what you just said, is that um, the question of technology, it's like in Jurassic Park, there was a, a line that Jeff Goldblum's character had 
what they thought they just thought about whether they could the scientists so-called scientists not whether they should and mm-hmm. when you look at a technology like mrna which of course they'll be quick to say well we could cure cancer and they don't realize that cancer can just not be caused anymore clean up the lifestyle and learn about detox and you don't need mrna technology for anything that i can imagine you know so that that applies to many technologies and and the whole spirit of what is in education now versus the education that you said in the video we need to start creating but before we get into that you mentioned a topic that i've been has been coming to my notice for some reason over the last few months and that's this whole tartaria thing which most people have no idea what that is and have never heard the word so Tartaria is is an ancient culture. It's an ancient civilization. It was a worldwide civilization. It's on a lot of maps that existed before the turn of the previous century. Mm -hmm. It it took up most of the European continent, like all of Russia, Mongolia, China. This was all part of Tartaria. And you'll find remnants of their architecture all around the world, stuff that we consider to be old world architecture that we're told is Roman Greco style architecture is not. It's Tartarian architecture. This is a, 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 one of the largest empires in history, which has been expunged from our history books. It had flags. If you look at the, you can look at flag books and, and flag manuals and things from flag catalogs from the 1800s, and you'll find Tartarian flags in there. Mm. So they're saying, oh, this was just a, an area of land. It's like the Yucatan in Mexico that contains all these other places. Right, right. Like uh, Asia that contains all these other places or Europe. That, you know, And no, no, Europe doesn't have a European flag. You know, Asia doesn't have an Asian flag. Tartaria had a flag, so therefore it was a nation. And there's remnants of this all over the earth, and it's been expunged from our history books. The earth was depopulated around about somewhere between 100 to, and 50 to 200 years ago, possibly a little bit more, and it was repopulated again with children. People can go and look up orphan trains, foundling homes, start asking questions as to where all these children came from, why there were so many children being shipped around the world, why they were having baby raffles in Paris in 1915, just giving away children to repopulate the world. And where did those kids come from? Where did they all come from? It's an interesting question. Where did their parents go is another interesting question. Yeah. So was there a vaccine that they maybe administered to all of these parents? Was there suddenly a whole bunch of homeless kids? Is that what's happening again? You know, so there's a lot of questions of, uh, of how it all happened. But there's every evidence that, that any history previous to 100 years from now, anything beyond living memory mm-hmm. has been pretty much fabricated. You know, the, lots of fancy books that tell us this is what's going on. Certain family trees work mm-hmm. and go back to certain places. Right. But, but the, the actual overall history appears to have been fabricated. And and the fact that this, this nation of Tartaria was so incredibly huge to take, like, really geographically, the biggest nation you've ever seen on any world map and has been completely left unmentioned in all of our history books right. indicates that there's a pretty deep rabbit hole here to go down. And if it, all, if it disappeared, what, 150 years ago or something, that's yesterday. I mean, the magnitude of historical change that would have had to be done to hide that is mm. pretty much beyond comprehension. There were wars and keep people distracted, you know, keep people distracted with everyday life, make things really hard for them. You know, and it appears there was some sort of an event, maybe around about 1840. Remember, there's even talk in the United States of um, 1800 and frozen to death, which was around about 1830s or 1840s. It was like a mini ice age. There was a mini ice age, yeah. Um, stuff like around about then appears to be where the last of that culture was wiped out. So what and do you there what, was, what do you know about what kind of culture it was? What, what was it like? Well, I think it was a, a cooperative culture where we had free electricity, we had free energy. Um, I think the buildings themselves were designed to channel energy. I don't think any any of the stuff that we're told is true. Um, even I, I even question the concept of Tesla, whether he was a real individual. 
or if he maybe he was a real individual, but did he really do all those things? Maybe he just possessed some of that ancient knowledge. But they needed him as a cover story to explain why there's still bits of antiquitech hidden around the planet, why there's still certain machines and certain buildings that will do certain things. They can just say, oh, it's this, this guy Tesla, and no one knows how he did what he did. You know, it, it gives them an excuse for some of the stuff that they missed. If it was that advanced, how did it get wiped out? How, a, how was it question. that they couldn't defend themselves? Well, it's a good question. I mean, it appears that it was reduced and reduced and reduced in size, and the last main war to wipe it out was a, a, a war, uh, the Napoleonic War, actually, Napoleon and Alexandria, Alexandra, um, it would appear that they weren't actually fighting together. It would appear that they actually unified and went and attacked Moscow together. Moscow was uh, one of the last Tartarian cities. We don't know what happened. We don't know where the invaders came from, what it was that took over the minds of humans. It's like this, this mind parasite or something. That's just what we call them, the parasites, because this whole system is parasitic. The politicians are parasites. The whole system is designed to bleed you of everything that you've got. You know, psychopathic parasitic system. When you have a parasite or a psychopath who controls any type of company, corporation, country or anything, then the moralities of the psychopath become the moralities of that system, the morals of that system. And so everybody within that system is forced to operate by those parameters. So... How it happened is a, is, a, is a good question, and who they are is a good question. Um, we don't know yet, but we just know this happened. There's, there's every evidence that this happened. And I've spent a lot of time looking at history through my life. Mm-hmm. I always believed the timeline was correct. I always believed things happened thousands of years ago. Right. You look at the Dark Ages. They just invented that and put it in there. A thousand years, nothing happened, no history recorded. So we get all this stuff, these wars and all this architecture and technology, and we push it all back in time a thousand years. It didn't happen a thousand years ago. It happened a couple of hundred years ago. Yeah, and that changed the perspective of everything. When you realise the timeline's been fudged and that history's wrong and you start looking at all the architectural evidence all around the world, you can clearly see the, the existence of this ancient culture which appears to have been here for a very, very long time, that put beauty as one of its main functions because we, we function better as human beings when we live in beautiful environments. Mm-hmm. You know, we create these incredibly beautiful buildings that power themselves and we do this incredible, we have this incredibly artistic world. You know, we wouldn't have been able to do that if people were enslaved to economics or any of the stuff we've got now. If people so, had to pay for energy, it never could have happened, you know? So you're saying maybe it's a big-scale example of a peaceful culture being wiped out by focused malevolence. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever, whatever came, whatever did it. Um, but a lot, of, uh, a lot of infrastructure was destroyed through wars, and they're still doing that. A lot of the main stuff, the goals of these wars is destroying infrastructure, destroying old technology, old buildings, yeah. and um, harvesting humans, you know, like child trafficking and, and body trafficking and human trafficking is rampant through the world, and that's the first resource in any of these war zones. You know, so, I mean, when you even look at the, the Great Fire of London and the Fire of San Francisco and you really start looking into great fires, you find that every major U.S. city had a great fire. A lot of cities across Europe had great fires. Then you had the bombing of London, the bombing of Berlin, the bombing of Dresden. Then ISIS comes on the scene in, in recent times. And what do they do? They're supposed to be Islamic extremists. and Their main objective is destroying Islamic infrastructure. I saw, I saw that, yeah. Almera to rubble, turn Aleppo to rubble, all these mm-hmm. ancient bathhouses and all this stuff to just completely destroying any trace of the old world. Right. And when you go into a village in Syria, you know, the, the allied troops or whatever, the white hats go in there, they don't just take over the village. I mean, you don't just kill all the people and take over the village. These people are a valuable resource. They steal all the children. They sell them to all the pedophiles and rich Arabs and pedophiles across the United States. They get all the women. They get them to go work in sewing factories, which are actually brothels to serve their military bases. Mm. They work them to death for a year. Then they harvest their organs. They just harvest all the organs of the men, funnel it all out through Haiti and the, the Clinton Foundation. It's a big industrial-scale human trafficking situation and destruction of ancient architecture and infrastructure to destroy any trace of the old world. That's what most of these wars are about under the guise of protecting us, keeping us safe 
we need to go and destroy all these places in, in the Middle East and Europe and everywhere else. It's crazy. So when you, when you look at um, the Internet, <clears throat> even on YouTube, where, you know, we haven't been able to be for quite a while, um, <laughs> they have all kinds of stuff about Tartaria. How do you distinguish the ones that are fact-based, or, or is there any way to do it? Well, it's hard to know what's fact-based because it's such new research that a lot of people are going in there and they're given their two cents worth uh-huh. and basically saying this is. You yeah. know, and just by yeah. saying that, this is what happened, this is. You know, it's just very, very new research. So, and, and even, I mean, I mean, I'd love to be talking about Tartaria and I'd love to be talking about ancient history and all this stuff. The reason it's all still on YouTube is because that's, that's where they want you. They want you down the rabbit hole while all this prison is being rolled out. Because while yeah, you're trying to figure out, you know, was there an ancient culture? Was there a previous prison? You, you mean know, instead of focusing on what's going on in the present? Mm, this is what I've said to people. You know, people are getting down there. They're standing on a railroad track. There's a train coming, and they're arguing about the shape of the tracks. Exactly. What the wood's made of, what the steel's made of, who mined the steel, where'd this come from? Oh, no, the nails came from over there. Exactly. No, you're wrong. You're a conspiracy theorist. Hang on. There's a train coming, guys. There's exactly. a train coming. And if you guys don't stop arguing about who constructed these tracks and what they're made of and, and what the steel came, came from and all this shit, the train's going to hit you. That's right. And when it hits you. It will be sudden, there will be no warning, it will be sudden, and you will have no one to blame but yourselves. So while you're there arguing about all this stuff and researching all this stuff, pretty soon, if you don't deal with the situation that you're in, you're going to have to have a vaccine to even get online to even research anything. Yeah, probably so, have to wear a mask online too. Yeah, if you, if you don't pay attention to your surroundings, you're not going to be able to do any research soon. So. Okay, so in the Tartaria example, the peaceful cooperative civilization got overrun by the attackers. Now, this is an uh, opportunity to have a different outcome this time. Right? Yeah. So mm. it doesn't have to happen again. Exactly. But that's what I mean. I mean, I'd love to be looking at all this stuff, and I'd love to be talking about it. But we're in a state of clear and present danger. Well, if yeah. you won't stop talking about COVID, Max, go, go and talk to, talk to us about history and things. And, and I'm going, well, hang on a minute. You know, this, the situation that we're in now is changing day by day. Even with my talk in Anacapulco that I'm giving um, in, in next, next Monday, uh-huh. when they asked me the name of the talk, I said, oh, I don't know. I said, uh, and I said, okay, navigating an, uh, navigating an uncertain future is the name of the talk. And I said, describe your talk. <clears throat> and I said, it depends on the day and what happens between now and then. Right, exactly. Because that's how fast things are moving. It's, so, it's amazing. Uh, if, you, if you had to con- concisely uh, express the current situation with the train arriving, and it was based on what you know today, how would you describe the situation we're in? Well, the train, the train reached the station in March 2020. It's already here. Yeah, and they're fast unpacking it. We have to derail it and roll it over and get it off the tracks. Um, and we've got to find a way of, and, and it's gone so far now that things are going to have to run to their natural course. They're going to have to run to their natural conclusion because the supply chain's already broken down. A lot of people have mm. already been injected. You know, 5G's all been rolled out. There's a lot of stuff happened. So even right. if we right. stand up now and pull down our governments and all this stuff now and get ourselves back to some semblance of freedom, yeah. Um, we're in for a pretty rough <clears throat> period. So we've really got to find a way of supporting each other, staying true to our beliefs, staying unjabbed, staying right away from all this stuff. Yeah. Coming, yeah. coming through the, the – uh, making it through the coming um, catastrophe and coming out the other side because we're in for a tidal wave of weirdness this year. I, really yeah. Are. Unfortunately, I agree with you. Mm. So um, where does the attention need to be? The attention needs to be on building community and getting yourself sought up and getting yourself into a safe position where you can make it through and being a safety net for those people who are waking up through this. A lot of people are waking up and they don't know what to do. And, you know, we've got to a point now, I mean, we've got an opportunity here for for some true anarchy, for true self-governance, you know, truly for people to take their power back. You know, look for strong pillars of your community. If people need leadership, look for these people to leadership. And then yeah. those people will teach others how to lead themselves, which is what we need. In uh, each locality. In each locality. There's strong people of high integrity in every community. There's, right. there's, they might be the loner that lives on the corner, the guy right. up in the mountain cabin, whatever, you know. 
but they're there in every community. And if, if people need guidance, look to those people. And become as self-sufficient as you can and as strong as you can. See the opportunity this is providing for us. Because what are the, a lot of the stuff they're doing, if you go back and look at people like Helena Blavatsky, who outlined all this new age rubbish and all this stuff and basically told you what their plans were going to be. There was one of her books called The Externalization of the Hierarchy, where she explained that they need to show the people how corrupt the system is for the people to lose all confidence in the system so then they can offer them their new system. The global this, system. Yeah, it's going to get to a point where it gets so bad and people see it as being corrupt as, as um, what it is and they're going to say, this is terrible, someone should fix it. Right. Yeah, okay, we'll come and fix it for you. Here's this new system that we've all got pre-planned for you, the World Economic Forum. We'll all come to your rescue. Yeah. We'll have a great reset and make everything fair for people. And you won't even need to own anything. We'll take care of it all for you. Right. So we've got to see what they want to do with this and the opportunity it provides for us to say, no, actually, we're going to do it ourselves. Yeah. We're going to become human again. Because this is a huge opportunity. Something else I was explaining the other day to someone is that um, – you know, when you look at the, the, the state of, of spiritual bankruptcy in general that the human race is in, how do you cleanse that? How do you get rid of all of this, these spiritually bankrupt people? And uh, Well, this whole vaccination program, this injection program, this isn't compulsory for you to do that. It's a choice. Really, it is. It's a choice. But right. it's because people want to participate in society. Do they, they think, well, they don't have a choice. They don't realize that they're living in prison. It's a very attractive prison. They painted it in nice colours. They've done all these things and given you all these amusement parks, all these government-designated enjoyment zones for you to go and spend time. But people right. don't know how to enjoy themselves without that stuff anymore. They don't know how to cook their own food anymore. They don't know how to grow their own vegetables. They don't know how to build their own houses. They don't know how to look after themselves anymore. Right. So, you know, in order for you to, to go, and they want, you know, going out and having fun is, is going to the restaurant or going to the, the theatre or you're going to whatever. Yeah. Just going to the beach and hanging out with your friends, do a drum circle, start singing in the forest, whatever, you know, have a picnic. Mm, right. You know? So they're given an opportunity to do that. You can step outside of the system completely, take the opportunity to learn how to grow your own food, to learn how to cook again, to learn how to homeschool your children. Or if you want to stay in the pen, in this prison, and use our designated enjoyment zones because you don't know how to do anything else, well, you're going to have to take this deadly jab. So right. if you're someone who wants to do that and you're not prepared to go and look after yourself and discover your humanity again, well, maybe you're not really the sort of people we want to make through to the new world. That isn't what consciousness or God or spirit or whatever you want to call it wants to populate right. the new world. It wants strong people of integrity who know the earth and know themselves and know how to be a human. You know? What about so, for the people that have gone along with it and gotten injected and now they have real- a choice. They have a choice. Not well, what, what about for the millions that are going to be in the situation where they think, well, wait a minute, that was a really bad idea and I want to change now? Well, they can't. That's the thing. Pretty, pretty hard. Biologically, it's hard, huh? They can't. Once you've had this jab, it's, you can't get it out of your body. You can't just go back to what you wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, I would suggest one of the things, because I've heard um, um, a lot of people giving off IP addresses and stuff like that, a, a lot of Bluetooth signals coming from people. All I've right. heard that if people juice cannabis leaves, or put fresh cannabis leaves in salad and eat them and drink the juice in their normal smoothies and stuff. And, and drinking the juice and eating the leaves doesn't get you high or anything. Right. Um, that is stopping these router signals. Hmm, that's interesting. So, and I've often said, and cannabis was outlawed for a reason because cannabis is our companion plant. You have a, an endocannabinoid system in your body. Right. It's, the only, it's the only plant that you have an endocrine system for in your body. You don't have an endorhubarb system or an endolettuce system or an endotomato system, but you've got an endocannabinoid system because it's our companion plant. It used to be the basis of all medicines. They used to be hemp, based in hemp tinctures, and it, it balances the body. It repairs your DNA. So cannabis mm -hmm. may be a way of doing it, but you'd have to get real – not this so – 
make it illegal, then they bring you on all their hybrid shit that they do and all the, from these skunk shops and all this, you know, cannabis shops and stuff. Right. If you could grow the leaves, grow the plants yourself, get the leaves yourself and juice them and consume those leaves. And you said that that it doesn't involve messing with your brain or doing the high. No, no, you don't get high or anything. If you just get the leaves and juice the leaves, grow a plant, get the leaves and juice them, put them in a smoothie. Yeah. There was a, there was a doctor in Scandinavia somewhere that was using that as a basics for medicine, and getting it used to be the basis yeah. for all medicine. That's the yeah. thing. When they banned cannabis, see, we have an endocrine system in our body. It's our companion plant. Right. If, as soon as they banned cannabis and, and vilified it and turned it into marijuana, this this the reefer that people smoke and get high and do crazy things, right. turn it into what it's it's not. It's it's a medicine, um, and when they took that out of our diet. Everyone started getting sick. We had all these new diseases we'd never seen before. Cancer went from one in a thousand to what is it now? One in three, you know, um, yeah. um, vaccines help with that as well. Of course, we had things like multiple sclerosis. We had Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, all sorts of things that we've never seen before. Right. Before the 1930s when they banned cannabis. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, nothing to do. No, it's a terrible, terrible devil weed. No, it's not. It's our companion plant. You can build your houses out of it. You can make your clothes out of it. Henry Ford built a, a, a cannabis car out of celluloid in the cannabis. Oh. You know, and he couldn't put a, a dent in it with a 30-pound sledgehammer. Right. So, what do you think you know, about CBD oil? Um, CBD oil, I mean, it's good, but the healing part is THC. I've cured cancer patients with THC. Well, healed cancer patients with THC. I don't like to use the word cured. I think that's another misnomer. It's, a, it's like a, a little pro program that they put in your head when you cure something what do you do to it when you're curing um meat when you're curing cannabis when you grow it and you're curing it you're making it more potent they want to cure cancer do they no we want to heal cancer Mm, curing cancer with all of your medicines and stuff and they put that in your head we want to cure cancer i thought the thc was the part that made you high it is the part that makes you high but it's also the most healing part I've cured terminal cancer patients using full-spectrum THC-rich oil. Mm-hmm. Now, you get a bit comatose for a few weeks and sort of sleep most of the time. But when they come out of it, they're completely healed of cancer. I've That's put uh, THC-rich oil on topically on skin cancer. Get mm-hmm. THC-rich oil mixed with 15% coconut oil, cures skin cancer in three weeks with two applications. Two applications, uh-huh. gone in three weeks. So... And how do you get that oil? Well, there's actually a film called Run from the Cure by Rick Simpson. You can watch I, that. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, well, that's how you get the oil. That's how you do it. That's how I make it. And okay. uh, it, it works like a charm. I've cured skin cancer on myself. There was another guy in the United States that wanted to amputate his lower eyelid. Mm-hmm. Three weeks, and he cured his whole face. He had it all over his face and his eyes. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how modern medicine has gotten into the invasive, damaging procedures for almost everything? Yes, yes. So they'll give you CBD oil to use, which will have an effect. It will reduce it, but it won't make it go away. It won't just heal it completely. So, you know, you'll take it and you'll say, well, yeah, it relieves it a bit, but it's not the miracle cure they tell us. You know, and I've still got to go and have my chemo and get my drugs from Big Pharma or whatever. Right. You know, and Big Pharma will even say, oh, yeah, we suggest you use some CBD oil because then you'll think they're cool and they're giving you alternate cures. But, no, they're not alternate cures. These are the actual cures. The, the medical industry, pharmaceutical industry, has only been in being for the last 100 years or so. Yeah. They're the alternate cures, you know. Y- yeah. So they turn everything backwards. So they give you CBD so it'll have some effect but it won't just heal you the way it'll show you that you still need modern medicine. You still need modern medicine. I mean, it's nice, these hippie cures, but you still need modern medicine. Right. Get get the THC ritual and put it on topically if you've got skin cancer and you'll be amazed at the results. And for people who've got internal cancers, you've got to eat it and it gets you stoned. It gets you really stoned. And you've got to get that dose right up as well to so you're doing like about a gram a day. So you're going to be sleeping and hallucinating for most of the time. Wow. But in about three weeks or a month, you're going to be completely cancer-free. And then you can just go back to normal. Wow. And you've personally seen this happen. Absolutely. Too. Absolutely. I've cured at least 16, 17 people. I've lost count of how many. See, that's one what's guy really- came to me. One guy came to me with terminal throat cancer. They'd given him three months to live. He'd done chemo, done all sorts of stuff. It was a big growth on his neck. Wow. He came to me with a pound of weed and said, Max, help me. 
and I turned it all into oil and he came back um, six weeks later and he just said, look at me. And the doctors were just amazed. You know, yeah. Well, sometimes they, the doctors get really upset when you show them stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it works. Cancer is basically a fungus. It's fed by sugars and um, it's it's very, very healable if people just use the right remedies. Did you hear of, a do- hear of a doctor named Simoncini from Italy? He was saying that cancer is a fungus. Mm, it is. It's a fungus. And, that's all yeah. it is. See, that's what's really valuable is people that have done something and seen it themselves. Oh, yeah. It's, I've done it's it not just a, a theory. I've done it with a lot of people personally. I've cured, I haven't found a cancer that I can't cure. I mean, there was one guy. Now, I, I actually healed him of the cancer, but he died of malnutrition at, at the uh, end of the process. Oh. He'd had it for so long, and he'd gone through all these different treatments, chemo and stuff, and I'd been telling him for months, try the oil, try the oil, you know, but he did yeah. all that stuff. But his family came and thanked me, and they said, well, for the last four or five days of his life, mm-hmm. he was back. It was him. Wow. And then his body had, had – once people have got to the point where their body starts to eat itself, and the body starts to consume itself as a nutrient. It's it, very, the inability to use nutrients, basically. At yeah, that point. it's very, very difficult to bring people back from that point. But at least yeah. I, I got the cancer out of his body wow. and I brought his mind back to where it was supposed to be. One thing, and we're almost out of time, unfortunately, but um, one other element in this whole big picture is how the rulers are using the money system to control and enslave everybody. And right now they're working on crashing the value of the fiat money. Mm. And um, what do you think is a reasonable response to that based on where we are at the moment? Well, we could use cryptocurrency while the internet still works. Um, yeah. Even, even with, I mean, I, I recommend people use crypto, but only until, you know, 2024, because um, you're going to get, locked out of the net by that time, unless we turn things around. You know? Right, right. The, the, thing, the thing is the whole AI system, the whole smart system is, uh, is powered by its own means now, and it's all powered by that economic model. So yeah. COVID with all this stuff, I mean, it's, it's bad. It's a smokescreen for a lot of other stuff, though. And even if we were to pull down all of the governments and all the people that are running all of this, this system and all this control grid out, the smart tech is now running itself. And it's coming to an inevitable conclusion. This is why I'm saying people yeah. have got to kind of disconnect from it. You know, if you really want to get through what's coming, unless we pull this down and change it, um, you're going to have to become like the Amish to get through what's coming because Low- the, smart, the smart tech's really going to take over a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah. Most of society is full of people just following orders that they're getting to mm. do their job and, mm. you know. And they're all motivated by the dollars. I mean, all the tech companies are motivated by the huge profits they're going to make from rolling out 5G and all this smart tech and all this stuff. Right, right. And COVID gives the excuse for that to happen. Oh, we need to track and trace everybody because they might be infectious and check-ins and this and that and smart assistants and, you know, dollar signs in all of it. So that's what's running things now. You know, the the heads of the big tech companies aren't necessarily evil people trying to enslave the world. They just think that they, they need all these billions of dollars so they can join the big club, you know? Yeah, they're programmed too. Hmm. So if it comes down to forming communities and supporting each other, if people don't have anybody that they know of like that physically around them, what are the groups that you would say online would be good to be connected with? Well, I, I don't know. It's difficult for me to really trust anyone, but um, I, I'd be getting out of cities, getting out of big cities as much as you can while you've got the chance to do it. Right. Um, there's a lot of good communities happening here in Mexico. There's, there's good communities happening down in uh, El Salvador and Nicaragua. Yeah. So there are a lot of good communities. I, I think the third world, if we don't turn this around, the third world will be a safer place to be. Than the the government world. in El Salvador is showing signs of actually caring about the benefit of the population there. Yeah. Seems like to me, right? Yes, that may get them in trouble with uh, other governments. But Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so far, they're alive. Yeah, they don't, they don't like that. But, yeah, these other governments may be set to fail. You know, we may yet turn this around, and I have every confidence that we will. But like I said, even if we do, so many people have taken the jab now. There's so many people that are in that system that aren't going to know what to do when it collapses. And so... Right. We have to be able to provide a safety net for them as well. So where's the, where are the priorities now, basically, for using the remaining time 
as well as we can. Getting prepared, getting what you need to make it through the storm. Get prepared for a major shutdown. Get prepared to lose access to food supplies, fuel supplies, uh, communication, um, all that sort of stuff. Get yourself in a position where you, you, know, you, can, su- you can survive in a Stone Age situation to get through what's coming. Yeah. Um, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst is what I would say. And don't try to do it as a loner. We've seen through so many instances, like through what happened in Bosnia and Serbia and stuff, that doesn't matter how strong you are, it doesn't matter how many guns you are, you've got. If there's only one of you, yeah. there's 30 people outside and they've all got guns, eventually you're going to have to reload. You're going to have to run out of weapons or whatever. They're going to get you eventually. You may have to go to sleep at some point too. Yeah, you, you, you're better off in a strong community, preferably family, you know, people that you know and who you care about each other and you will support each other and and form these strong units and prepare for what's coming and support each other through the coming storm. Do you have a a feeling of where you're going to try to be geographically at this point? Well, look, I'd like to be back in Australia. Um, I know the the lie of the terrain there, but I may well be here. So um, I'll just be where spirit puts me and I'll I'll trust that spirit puts me in the right place. Yeah, which I think actually if people can tune into that, it applies to everybody. We, I came here intuitively. I mean, all this, I much prefer to be at home, but Spirit told me, no, this is what you've got to do. Yeah. Now, I have found a massive uh, support group here, so it's, it's interesting, yeah. Okay, so we'll stay in touch and see what happens. Absolutely, brother. Okay, thank you. I really appreciate it, and I hope we can talk shortly. Not a problem. Okay, that was short, you guys, but hopefully you found it interesting. Max Egan and his BitChute channel is the crow house and that's one word uh c-r-o-w-h-o-u-s-e on BitChute, and the production value of his the videos that i saw on the crow house channel are really good um so hopefully you'll enjoy that the one that we played uh the intro from is uh called reality 2.0 and we're going to end with the uh, the outro on that same video because it's really a powerful message of harmony and humans coming together in cooperation and mutual appreciation and love. It's like a reminder of a forgotten normal state that we need to get back. So I really appreciate the material that Max is doing. So also, if you want to take a look for Max Egan's website, it's not under his name. It's under thecrowhouse.com, the T-H-E, Crow, C-R-O-W, H-O-U-S-E dot com. And you can further stay in touch with him that way. And I'm going to do the same thing. And he's going to be talking at uh, Anarchapoco, Jeff Berwick's event in Mexico. Uh, maybe it'll already have happened by the time you see this. And we'll try to get a report uh, from Max after the event, too. It's going to be a great uh, conference of a lot of... Uh, spectacular people and leaders from all over the world. Let me see anything else I wanted to tell you about. Uh, we just touched on a lot of very unusual subjects. The Tartaria thing, I didn't know that was going to come up. But um, you can find videos on YouTube and other platforms about uh, Tartaria and the idea that very recently there was a whole uh, civilizational reset that you know, we've been taught nothing like that happened in the recent past like that. We're talking like 200 years ago and a lot of fascinating stuff. And what real history is, is kind of hard to tell when we're so educated in things that aren't true. So you might find that to be interesting. The, the stuff that he mentioned about cannabis, um, I didn't know about that. I've, I've seen the um, the video Run From The Cure which is, I don't remember the guy's name, but a lot of people that had been uh, healed with the oil from the cannab- cannabis plant, um, not smoking it, you know, be, taking smoke into your lungs is not brilliant. It's not a good idea. And in general, I would dissuade uh, people from using any kind of psychotropic substances that have drawbacks that maybe sometime we can talk about. So I'm not a fan of using uh, uh, smoking anything. I think that's a really bad idea for your lungs, but using anything that's psychotropic. However, if you're dying of cancer, 
and Max's experience is any indication, which it probably is, um, that would be a lot better than dying of the disease and getting a fresh start. So, um, you know, take that for what it's worth. It, I always like to get direct reports from people who have actually seen and done things rather than just uh, theories. So I appreciate Max very much. Well, I've, I first heard uh, his videos and interviews talking about geoengineering, which he was doing a great job of exposing. And like he's saying, this historical things that we talk about and even geoengineering, when you're in danger of uh, the train running over you today, you really kind of need to deal with getting off the tracks uh, first and then everything else after that. So stay in touch with Max's work at the BitChute channel, not under his name, Max Egan, but as the Crow House. And there should be a lot of interesting stuff coming up, including his talk at Anarchapoco with Jeff Berwick. What else? Um, Stay in touch with us at lostartsradio.com and um, share the links because a lot of our channels, some of them we can't even be on, but others are... Uh, shadow banned and censored. We're having some old videos taken off some of the major platforms now. They're going back and reviewing and deciding what's unacceptable. Um, so stay in touch with where we are still on the air at lostartsradio.com, especially lostartsradio.com slash live, L-I-V-E. And if you want to support our work, you can do that at lostartsradio.com at the donate button there. There's also a, a physical address. If you want to mail in a donation, that's possible too. Um, there's also a subscribe star link. Just looking at the site right now. A subscribe star link that is another way of donation to help support us. Um, anything like that is appreciated, but if you're struggling for money, don't worry about doing that. Just share the links and take care of yourself. Um, because as always, the bottom line message is, if you get yourself back in good shape, then you'll be able to do a lot more for the people around you. And actually, you'll be affecting people at any distance because of uh, the subtle connections that we all have. We're all much closer together than we have any idea. So we're influencing each other now every day. But if you take care of yourself, the influence that comes out of you is going to change in nature and you'll be able to uplift people even if you don't say a word to them physically. So do a self-assessment, see what you can do to improve your health, your mental attitude and your emotional state. And um, that's the way you can help the world, whatever else you're involved in. So take care and thanks for being here and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com slash live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. 
And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channel at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. Calling all the strength I have inside Spirit drives me on as we align We've come here for a reason in this time Take your stand, it's your time to shine Hold the line Hold 